You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 39 of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. And I am delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Tool Station Western League bulletin. It is Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Nice to speak to you again. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. What an incredibly exciting weekend we've had. It was overexciting, Tom. I feel like a <laughs> child that has had an entire bag of Haribo and a two-litre canister of Coke. <laughs> I mean, that's Coca-Cola as opposed to other things. That <laughs> I knew what you meant. Juiced up to the, the degree. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, it well. I think we knew going into the final week of the Premier Division anyway that it was going to be thoroughly entertaining, and, and that was how it played out. Obviously, we yeah had plenty going on. We did. Really, that's the beginning and, well, I'd like to say it's the beginning and the end of the podcast, but it isn't. It's the beginning. But, of course, we have so much more to talk about in this week's podcast in the First Division and and with the the league tables as well. Um, I am delighted to say that we are joined this week by Stuart Henderson from Tavistock and Kevin Hill from Exmouth Town and also Spencer Thomas from AEK Bocco. Their first season in the Tool Station Western League First Division, and what a season they've had. They've done exceptionally well, um, and so I'm really looking forward to having another chat with uh, with Spencer. Most of this podcast is about what happened on Saturday, the 23rd of April, but actually what defines Saturday, the 23rd of April, is what happened on Wednesday, the 20th of April, when Exmouth Town met Tavistock in front of a crowd of 728. Now, I have said an awful lot on the podcast over the recent weeks, Tom, about the importance of the fixture between Welton Rovers and Radstock Town and the massive crowds that they've Mm. got. But to be fair, 728 just goes to show how big this game was. Yeah, it trumps it a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, for... Was it, yeah, as you say, Wednesday night as well. Um, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly impressive, wasn't it? Um, I mean, we knew how big the game was going into going into the final few uh, few rounds of games. You've always had it sort of earmarked as something that would potentially decide champion side. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a tight game, unsurprisingly. Uh, it was Exmouth who came out uh, when they were winners over Tavistock on Wednesday, and that was Levi Landrigan scoring for the third consecutive match. So he really hit a hot streak at the the, the right time for for them. But yeah, I think the uh, probably the standout thing was the was the attendance. I mean, yeah, over 700 on a on a weeknight. Yeah, fantastic effort. And that moves us on to Saturday, the 23rd of April, and we're going to kick things off um, with the game between Helston and Buckland. This was a game, of course, that many people on social media will have seen was abandoned um, because of a, a very serious injury to Stu Bowker. Um, Stu is one of those players, I think, on this you know this season that we've seen, largely thanks to the coverage of Piran films. I mean, he's one of those players that really has captured the imagination. He quite literally leads the line at Helston, and he did that on Saturday, and he received quite a serious injury. Now, I believe that Stuart is recovering and is is well, but unfortunately that game could not be completed on Saturday. And uh, our thoughts go to Stuart, 
and um, everybody at Helston and Buckland who um, who did so much to support him on uh, on Saturday. I think that's very important that we mention that on the podcast. Our next big game um, in the Premier Division was between Canesham and Mousel. Mousel, of course, travelling all the way up to North East Somerset. Uh, a huge crowd of 172 saw this, Tom. They were playing on Canesham's um, 3G pitch. We know that, you know, the top sides love a bit of... They do love that pitch. I saw that myself when Bridgewater went there. But um, Canesham had other ideas. Yeah, they did. Uh, finished their season on a on a real high, uh, beating a, a Mousel side who'd been in and around this title race for, for the last last month or so, obviously falling a little bit short, unfortunately, for them. Uh, but, yeah, Canesham uh, grabbing their 15th league win of the campaign, a, a top one for them. I think that pretty much confirmed a top half finish for them, so they'll be they'll be happy about that. And it was, yeah, a couple of goals from their, their leading marksman this year, Will Hailston, both uh, both inside the opening 10 minutes, so a fantastic start to the game for them. Caught, caught Mazel a little bit cold. And, uh, yeah, they managed to, to hold on uh, for the three points, as I say, to, to, to grab that win. Um, yeah, fantastic, uh, fantastic season for both, I think. But, uh, yeah, Kenshin finishing the season with a, a 2-1 win. Now, if you're a team chasing three points... And a couple of goals to win the Tall Station Western League Premier Division. The last place you want to go is Shepton Mallet. But that's exactly where Exmouth went on Saturday. Tom, how did they get on? Yeah, absolutely. They were chasing goals and they were yeah, chasing um, chasing the points. And uh, unfortunately for them, neither, neither were able to, uh, they were unable to come by any of them. Uh, it was a nil-nil draw down there. Uh, St Mary's Field, um, despite Chepton having their, their skipper Andy Martin sent off in first half stoppage time, so uh, a tough, tough afternoon for them. Uh, well, trying to hold, hold Exmouth off. I imagine I sort of saw, saw a little bit of, a few reports from the game, and I think there was quite a lot of, um, quite a lot of attacks from the away side, which is unsurprising. Obviously, the, the situation they found themselves in, but Shepton up in sixth place, and and this this point that they they did gain. Uh, made it 60 for the season. So, obviously, we knew they were no slouches, and, and that was how it proved. They managed to uh, resist Exmouth and, and uh, battle to, to gain that point. 632 mm, saw that game. Yeah. I would imagine there was a fair amount of cider drunk, mm-hmm. if I know anything about Shepton Mallet, but um, certainly a good time would have been had by all. And, um, of course, ultimately, we know that um, Exmouth would have been celebrating. We'll talk about that later in the podcast. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk to Kevin Hill on the Tool Station Western League podcast. And it's even more of a pleasure to talk to him when he's secured his side's promotion to the Southern League. And that's where we started the interview with me congratulating Kevin on what is a phenomenal achievement for him and his club. We never knew what was going to happen. Obviously, we, we come second and Tavi deserved it. They've been there all year fighting. Right, we chased them down, nearly caught them, nearly caught them, almost took it down the goals right to the 90th minute. We knew both teams were drawing and stuff like this. But at the end of the day, the lads were back just for getting promotion. I so said our, our aim was just after Christmas, thinking thinking Tavi were going to run away of it, that was chasing down second. You know what I mean? For that, whether it's points per game, playoff. Yet, next thing you know, we find ourselves right on Tavi's tails. So that was a great, great, the lads are buzzing. I mean, you, you sort of nearly had that playoff, didn't you, Kev? Because you had Tavistock at your place, the penultimate game of the season, and you beat them. 
So, you know, under normal circumstances, the momentum would have been with you, but you, you know, you had to go away to Shepton. They were at home to Ashton. I mean, I can't think really of a harder place for, you know, for you to have gone on the last day of the season to Shepton Mallet. They're, they're a really good seasoned Western League side, defensively incredibly strong. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. How did it feel after that victory against Tavistock? Did it feel like a victory or a defeat? It's a bit of both, obviously. The victory against Tavistock, I see you take any result, especially them top of the league in the situation you were in. But going to Shepton Mallet is... We tend to struggle with Shepton. I don't know why you get these bogey teams. Even though we beat them 1-0 in the league at home, lost to them 1-0 in the FA Cup, it's always been tight. And if, if you find a bogey side, it's, it's been Shepton in the last couple of years for us. Lost up there, 4-0 in one cup one year. Yes, we did beat them. So, but my aim was if we get to the last game of the season, you got the Shepton and see it was. We were, in, we were in a good run of form, I think, the last month, month and a half. If everybody looked at our fixtures... I think we played seven of the top eight, obviously including us. So if we were one of the eight, right, we played all them, and yet we didn't lose. I think we only no. let four goals. I think we only let four goals in, and that was Bridport, Street Two, and Nelston. Yet against all the top sides, was, I think it was Malzow we played twice, three nil and nil nil, Bridge, Bridgewater one nil, Tavistock one nil, Millbrook that beat us four nil down there, played in season nine. So we were on a great run ourselves, and a bit, a bit of confidence. So yeah, we were. I said, be honest with you, go at Shepton thinking it's all on one game. It's a cup final, and to be fair, the right result in the end. I said Shepton done their bit, played their part. We weren't quite ruthless as we have been, but the league table doesn't lie, and Tavi have been there all year, so they deserve it. I mean, it was nervy for you. It was nervy for them at the end, wasn't it? I mean. <laughs> Is that the best way to sort of sum up the the way that this season finished? Oh, of course it is. Who would have said that you get a Western League fixture like that where it's down to one goal for the last game of the season? And yet, if you take it right back to 90 minutes, it was 0-0 at Shepton next month and it was 0-0 Travi and Backwell. So that's mm-hmm. how tight it was. You know what I mean? Right until they got the penalty. But they would have been up anyway. We needed two goals. But if you take that in the Western League every year, everyone would be buzzing to keep it interested right the way to the end now you've taken Exmouth into the Southern League which I think is a phenomenal achievement so you know I think we're all congratulating you you, Kevin but I mean you know is there part of you that is given how close you came is there part of you that is you know disappointed that you didn't win the league oh definitely of course there is Uh, I'll be honest with you if I'm a winner I like to win but obviously yes getting promotion is a a lovely achievement you ain't going to turn it down never so the lads will have that way but you, you go up as champions yeah it's, it would be a nice feeling especially when we get, did chase them down then we started getting close to them and you're thinking the momentum's going with us they, they've got everything to lose because they've been at the top for months 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 and they're feeling the pressure where we're enjoying it because we're chasing them down you know what I mean mm-hmm. so but no of course it was I like the going up as champions don't get me wrong and what about Mausel? Because there was, you know, for most of this season, I thought Mausel were going to finish second. But obviously, well, I say obviously. I mean, you, 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 you clearly had other ideas. Yeah, no. It's, well, I'd say I've been around football long enough now. It's, yes, you get the winter comes and the things come. The pitches bobble at the end. People are as, as good as Mausel are on the ball. Yeah, come in. They're going to come short. And the, the young lads are a bit experienced in the end. 
this is what I was hoping was going to happen as well. When it gets a business end, a bit of pressure. Hopefully, obviously, we beat them, which we did. And then if you put pressure on people, especially new people, and if there are a lot of youngsters in it, some will feel it, some won't turn up. And all it needs is a slip-up. And then you add some more pressure. And it's like Tavi did. Tavi slipped up twice, and they felt pressure massively. But in the end, they've done well to get over the line. So, but no, I, I knew there'd be a lot of twists and turns. And I knew we would lose to what we are one or two. I'll be honest too, I expected us, not being, being honest, the last eight games, if you looked at them fixtures, Malzor away, Helston away, Brittany and Bridgewater home, Malzor home, Tavistock home, Shepton away, I'm thinking we're, we're bound to lose one of them. So, but now we, we stay strong, we come through and didn't lose any, and that's why it stands us today, getting a second. And promotion to the Southern League. How, how do you feel about that, Kev? I mean, are you, are you able to sort of what do you do? I mean, do you sit back and enjoy it, or do you look forward and you think, blimey, I've got a bigger mountain to climb next season? I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I look forward to it, enjoy it. Exmouth have never, ever been in the Summer League, and it's a new thing, but, and don't get me wrong, the club's evolving, things are changing down there, we do get good support, and we will get decent support next year in the Summer League, everyone wanted to come out, different teams, and the bunch of the players go in different places and playing, so it's a new challenge itself, yes. Will people write us off? Maybe. But I said I, I quite like that because we're sort of going in the unknown. I know I know what these sort of league and the next league taking it is a bit more physical, like a bit more physical, which I think will suit us better than some others. The way we play, and we're a bit like strong, direct. So I'm hoping that will stay us in good hands. But obviously, if I can improve the side anyway, I will. But the main thing is, I'll be loyal to my lads that got me there. They deserve the chance. They've been with me for three, four years, most of them, from the first Peninsula League coming up. And so I will, will reward the people there. They'll be with me, but I might add one or two to the squad. And how will you look back on your time in the Western League? I mean, it hasn't been the easiest of, um, of periods. I mean, I mean, to be fair, that's that's nothing. You know, that's not a reflection on the league. It's a sort of a reflection on the the world that we're living in. But I mean, will you be able to take any pleasure from the time you've spent in the Western League this season? Oh, definitely, definitely. I said, <laughs> get emotional. I think football, even though what went on with the other COVID seasons and that football was a release. If you know what I mean, you had something to look forward to and enjoy. Yes, it's a ball late with the fixtures when they kept getting called off. But this year. Yeah, just getting out playing and because we've been up there and it's been a decent league this year it's been very tight all the way through everyone beating everyone right and it has been nice and you're looking at fixtures after your result and somebody's there's always been somebody slipped up every week so it's made it entertaining it's made it interesting just when you think one team's going on a run they lose to somebody you don't expect them to uh, vice versa so no, but it's actually been actually been brilliant especially going up for us and that lot so, no, but it's, a, it's a new challenge. And it's a new challenge with Ellis and that lot. And as, as the other managers will say, the season hasn't finished now because I've been on the phone today organising, finishing friendlies off and doing stuff like this. So, I'm back at it already for next year. Well, you you need to have a celebration. You you know, you've earned it. So, you know, and the funny thing about that game against um, Shepton, I mean, obviously you're away from home. Uh, which means you you know you couldn't be in your own club with your own fans, but um, you know I, I guess there was probably a time there where you wondered whether you'd be involved in the playoffs. That was confirmed the next day, which is great. 
but it sort of robbed you of that moment of joy, you know. And and I really oh. like to think: are, are you going to have that moment of joy? Are you and your fans and your players? Are you what? What are you going to do to celebrate what has been yeah. a fantastic achievement? Yeah, we we will we will do. We've got um. Don't get me wrong. All the fans we stayed behind on Saturday at Shepton, which we were going to we were going to do anyway. We lose or draw. I think we stayed till about quarter to seven, seven o'clock. Yeah, drinking away there, having a cheer. So the lads were enjoying it. Obviously, it's fair. But then we were going back to the then we went back to the football club. Yeah, all the lads went back to the football club, all with the fans, and then we went out to town after, thinking right, Sinderford next week is what we're hearing. Playoffs, playoffs. Listening anyway, and finds out the next day. Through an email and stuff that's come through that we've promoted. So I text the lads, I text the lads about 10 to 12 saying we're promoted, blah blah blah, whatever else happened. I think I said, let's get back on it. And next thing you know, all the lads are ranging two o'clock meeting the pub, and all the lads are back on it again yesterday. <laughs> I'm so glad. It was literally it was literally like that. When we said we're promoted and they believed us, right, that was it. We all met up two o'clock and we were back out again. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, and, the, and you and, deserved and the it. Fa- and, the, and the fans come and join us. So we all met. Good. Obviously, there was a Christian at the football club. So we went to the park, a, a big pub with a big, big garden in town. And all the fans and that lot come there as well. So we had about 30 fans, all us players, singing, we are going up. And on a Sunday afternoon, a couple of hours ago, we were home sleeping off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was brilliant. It was a good day. Kev, oh, I'm going to miss you. You've been absolutely brilliant for the Western League. Thank you so much, and um, oh. congratulations to you and your wonderful football club for everything that you've achieved on and off the field. It's been an absolutely incredible season, and I'm so glad. We look forward to watching your progress in the Southern League, but please don't be a stranger. No, I won't. Like you say, you can tell me any time, you want to speak, but like you say, I always listen to podcasts every every week. Always doing so Keep doing what you're doing. It's a great week, especially when I'm driving around. I've always got it on Wednesday afternoons comes through so I've got it on while I'm driving so I appreciate it now street haven't had the best of seasons have they Tom but I mean they finished it in some style yeah I think the the covers deserve a bit of credit obviously they um, had the the threat of relegation potentially over them for the for the last couple of months but uh, they've uh, yeah they've battled really hard and they finished finished yeah with a, a Pretty good, pretty good final month of the season, really. And uh, yeah, they capped that with a, a three-nil victory over Millbrook on the final day. I think they've won three of their last five now. So yeah, real credit to them. Uh, goals from Callum Corbidge, Jacob Dickens, and Dan Peach helping them see off uh, the Cornish side there. So uh, yeah, fantastic afternoon for, for Street. And we've saved the best till last, Tom. Ashton and Backwell, I mean, they are the graveyard of champions because as much as they've had a difficult season this season, they have taken points off the best in the league. They were the visitors to Tavistock. Tavistock needed to beat them to win the Tool Station Western League Premier Division and Ashton and Backwell made it as hard as they possibly could for our new champions. Absolutely. Um, this, yeah, I, I, it was as dramatic as we we probably expected, wasn't it? Really, uh, it went down to the final, final, final couple of minutes. Both sides, obviously, Exmouth, we were keeping an eye on as well. They were goalless at Street uh, at Shepton, sorry, as we've just we've just mentioned. That was obviously how that one remained. And, and Tavistock uh, knew that that well, obviously did, didn't know at the time. But if that those results and if both been nil nil, they would have done enough. But uh, yeah, they managed. To, <laughs> 
managed to force a, a penalty uh, in stoppage time. And uh, I think it's quite right that uh, it was, well, the, the league in, in theory was decided by by Liam Pritt. Obviously, he's been the uh, the top scorer for uh, for this season. And uh, yeah, it was his penalty in in the 92nd minute. I'm sure there was uh, fantastic scenes down there when that hit the back of the net. And uh, yeah, Tavistock managed just about managed to to grab the uh, the one 0 win, uh, which has uh, yeah seen them. Crowned as champions, so uh, yeah, congrats to all all, all, all of that club. Now, normally on the Western League podcast, I talk about more drama than Downton Abbey, <laughs> but I think on this case, it would be better to say more drama than Poldark, because really that went right down to the wire. It went further to the wire than I thought it would, because I had, and I'm sure many people listening to this podcast thought Tavistock would have got this wrapped up much earlier than they did, but wrapped up, they got it. So I started my conversation with Stuart Henderson, the manager of Tavistock, the man who's taken Tavistock into the Southern League by asking him whether he was delighted or relieved by the result. <laughs> They're both um, very tired, I know that. Um, yeah, obviously relieved um, because, you know, you know, I'm not going to lie, I think we all felt under a bit of pressure in those last or like two or three games and to get over the line on Saturday in the way we did um, yeah relieved because we had somebody at, we had somebody at the Shepton game and sort of like the last 10 or 15 minutes were on the phone and you know it looked like at one point that we were going to win the league on goal difference of one um, which you know you can't really get any tighter than um, you know thankfully we scored the late goal but yeah just um Grateful, delighted, and, and very relieved to be over the line. And then, you know, at a phone call from the guys at Exmouth on Sunday morning to get the news that they were promoted as well was brilliant because obviously, you know, we're good friends with those guys. And, you know, we've been in the last, you know, the Southwestern League together, the Western League together, and now the Southern League together. So that's brilliant that they've, that we're kind of sharing the same journey with them as well. I mean, that's a fantastic theme to pick up on isn't it because of course in some respects the last week has been the best of times it's been the worst of times you talk about obviously the elation of being promoted and and champions and of course obviously the situation that Exmouth are in as well but can you think of a worse team that you could have played in the penultimate game this season away at Exmouth I mean the tension there must have been incredible the tension is almost as long as the grass (laughs) Um, (laughs) um Yeah, it was. Um, to be fair, that game got rescheduled, and it was obviously for like four or five weeks earlier in the season. But you know, we were kind of open when it was we were going up there. It, you know, it, it would have been done. But you know, obviously, it was kind of their cup final. Um, you know, we know you can't play football on that pitch, and you know, the game plan was working um, quite well first half. But you know fair play to those boys you know they took their opportunity and um, got their noses in front for a set piece and then sort of like sat back and defended their lead well and you know after that game um, you know obviously it made everything really really tight and we just had the better their result on the Saturday which fortunately we did I mean you talk about um, the fact that you had obviously somebody at the Shepton Mallet game sort of giving you the information when we're talking about a match, normally it's all about the game that's in front of you. But how much of a distraction was that? How much, 
How much more conscious were you on Saturday of what was going on at Shepton Mallet than you would normally have been oh, in a Western yeah. League game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A million times. I, yeah, I never normally even think of anyone else. You just, you just concentrate on what you're doing because that's all you can influence. But it was kind of kind of things with the subs. You know, we had four or five players playing on Saturday that under normal circumstances wouldn't have played. Um, speaking to kind of Ilian, well, they were excellent. They were the same. I think that game on the on the Wednesday took a lot out of both teams and you know four games in eight days um, is a ridiculous schedule um, you know you wouldn't even expect pros to do it so you know it was a massive ass and you know but we wanted experienced players on the pitch and you know we didn't feel it was fair to sort of like play some of our younger players in such a kind of big game well it's the biggest game in the club's history so um you had lads on there that you know that were really struggling, but you know to be fair to them, they gritted their teeth and um, you know managed to get through it. Well, you got over the line. That's the most important thing. And I guess when you look back at your time in the Western League, I mean it's not been the easiest couple of years, has it? Really? I mean, will you be able to look at any of this period with any fondness? Yeah, obviously this is a great league. We've been to some great places, met some great people. Sort of like you know. Um, Got, got friendly with some, you know a number of the managers and you know keep in touch with which is great so obviously yeah you build up a kind of community with other managers and coaching staff and you know I think from our point of view you know obviously you know Parkway when Parkway went up you know I, I felt that you know I was quite strong in my opinion I felt that we should have gone up you know you look at it now and us and X have gone up together you know why can us and Parkway have gone up together a couple of years ago but you know that's in the past and um, you know obviously um, a competitive league and you know I think with the likes of Falmouth who a really well supported club um, and the likes of you know probably probably Tor Point I would imagine um, are going to win the east of the Peninsula League you know coming into the Western League it'll make for you know a strong league you know along with the you know, you like your Malvilles, you know, Salt Ash, Shepton, Bridgewaters. It's going to be a good league for those um, clubs remaining, isn't it? I mean, I've had the pleasure of speaking to you over the last few seasons, Stuart, so I do know how you feel, and I understand your frustration. But when you reflect upon the circumstances that you're going up in this season, having completed a full season, we're not talking about any points-per-game nonsense or any of that nature, you've got your hands on some silverware. And that's something yeah. that Parkway never did. No, that's it. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I'm good friends with Lee as well. And, you know, I think, you know, don't get me wrong, they were obviously delighted to obviously take the upward movement at the time. But there's nothing like winning winning the league and, you know, celebrating and picking up the trophy and, you know, and obviously the prize money that comes along with it. So, you know, we've done that this season and, you know, obviously there's a there's probably a few sore heads um, in the Tabletop contingent um, for what's gone on over the last couple of days since the game but you know obviously delighted to get there massive achievement for the club and um, you know obviously you know we'll enjoy it we've got a presentation evening on Saturday and then obviously the boys are all off to Ibiza on, in June um, to sort of like celebrate some more and then obviously the hard work comes to start preparing for life in the Southern League I mean have you started thinking about the Southern League yet or are you just enjoying what you've managed to achieve um, no no I've, I've had one eye on it I mean you know Tavistock um, 
we're, we're not a club blessed with deep pockets. Um, so we'll be pretty much as we are and obviously, you know, try to be cute and sort of like pick up, you know, some good youngsters. And, you know, we've got, we've got a good infrastructure within the club and one or two things, you know, we're looking to do, like bring in a development squad um, for some younger players. But no, we haven't got, we're not in a position to go and sign players from the leagues above and to be honest I wouldn't want to do that even if even if that was the case I think there's a lot more satisfaction of you know this group of players that we've got eight of them started the journey with me back in 2015 so they've been there for seven years and you know they've gone they've gone through the leagues you know we haven't finished out the top two of any league we've been in so you know it's brilliant for them now to you know label themselves as you know southern league footballers you know Absolutely, Stuart. Thank you ever so much um, for your time. Um, thank you for your contribution to the Western League Premier Division this season. And um, we will be looking with uh, affection at how well you get on in your new journey next season in the Southern League. Yeah, no problem at all. And we thanks for the support and all the, all the good wishes we've had over the last couple of days. It's been brilliant. OK, so thanks again. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Tool Station. With over 300 branches, there's always a Tool Station near you. Now, we are going to look into the first division and we're going to kick off at Nursted Road, the home of Devizes Town, where we have possibly seen the greatest ever game of Western League football in the first division, Tom. Yeah. A 2 0 win. Uh, fine. Uh, finish for, for Devizes. So, yeah, congrats to, to yourself and the gloves for that, for that finishing on a high. Uh, at Nurse of Road, and it was the goals from Ethan Witchell, and then an acrobatic effort, as you described it to me, from uh, Declan McStravick. And uh, yeah, Tuna win uh, over Hengrove. Uh, well, pretty decent crowd, all things considered. Obviously, tough season for everyone involved, but yeah, a, a good way to, to finish uh, on home soil. It certainly was. The game was over, in, as it turned out, in half an hour. I wouldn't say that Devizes put it to bed in that period of time because. Um, that's not the way. That's not the way <laughs> things work in Wiltshire. But um, um, the first goal was absolutely fantastic. It was a strike from distance, as we should say. You know, congratulations, Ethan Witchell. The second goal was an overhead effort. Now I wouldn't quite go into the Trevor Sinclair envelope, but oh, wow. it wasn't far off because the cross that came for the strike, I thought, oh, he's overhit that. That's going nowhere. You know. We, you know, that's a promising attack that's gone nowhere. And it was an absolutely fantastic overhead effort that looped over the goalkeeper, went straight into the back of the net. That was, you know, arguably the end of the sort of the, you know, the entertaining play. But a good time was had by all at Nursed Road. I certainly had a very good time. I was joined by both of my daughters who also had a good time. It was a family affair. I'm very, very happy. And, um, and that's the way we say goodbye to um, a home campaign for Devizes. And, of course, we've got one game left against Lebec, and let's see how we get on there. Now, we are going to move on to Longwell Green. Now, we love Longwell Green. We love what they've done with their ground. 
the visitors were AEK Bocco. And I think we can safely say, Tom, that AEK Bocco were going loco mm-hmm. with this one. We like that, don't we? Yeah, so uh, a, a great result for Bocco, which technically, um, as, as, as we speak on... Um, on Monday evening does keep them in contention for the playoffs as far as my as long as my maths isn't uh, up the pipe but uh, yeah a 3-1 win for them away uh, Longwell Green and it was a brace from Freddie Taylor Fox and also a goal from Nathan Hall so uh, yeah fantastic result for Bocco over yeah um, over Longwell Green local rivals and it's really important that we get AEK Bocco on for the second time this season it's always great to hear from Spencer Thomas um, lovely to have him on um, the podcast earlier this season and I started by talking to him about that win against Longwell Green on Saturday and what a run of form they've had and how many goals they've scored Playing down on their, their new surface for us was um, was very suitable for our, for our young lads because um, like most of them nowadays they've all been brought up playing on these pitches uh, so so yeah, they um, they, they adapted them quite well. We played some good footballs, and it's, it was a nice nice to see some good old faces down there. Um, obviously, we had a previous manager down there a long time ago. Um, it was good to catch up with with a fair few old friends. Um, but the football side of it, no, I thought we played well. Um, I think if you know, I know we spoke to Chris Allway, Longwell's manager, who said to us, you know, he was very impressed with the way we we played and um, had no complaints. And uh, yeah, it was. Um, Nice to get a win down there, um, and we finished the season quite strong. To be fair, uh, I think it's been four out of four the last last four one four games. I think we scored something like probably I think we scored up up around about seventeen eighteen goals now in the last four games. So yeah, yeah, finished well, finished very strong. And then last night, of course, you had some fireworks at Odd Down, didn't you? Another really impressive yep. win against one of those sides that have done well this season. Yeah, um, I, I was uh, unfortunately missed a home game against them this season. Um, speaking to a lot of people when they come down to us, they they were very physical, strong. Um, a lot of people said men against boys, etc. Uh, but we, to be fair, we went up last night, and we, you know, I, was, I said to our young young lads, so you got to stick to the game plan. Uh, it's no no good getting into a into a fight with them. You know, we got to stick to what we do and, and try and keep the ball down and play football as much as we could and to be fair again um, I thought we were superb last night we played some excellent football uh, against a good side and, and as it went on um, we did at one stage brush them away for 10 minutes into the into the second half and went 4-1 up um, and then they scored again I'll make it 4-2 but I think it was uh, never in doubt after that to be fair uh, we, we were comfortable home and dry but no it was a, a great ending to the season great, great result out there no, you, you've done you've done ever so well. Now I, I feel as if I need to have a uh, talk to you about the Devizes game um, because um, I, I was at the Devizes game and um, I have to confess this is I need to seek absolution from you, Spencer, because yeah. I am um, I, I very rarely offer an opinion that is anything other than broadly supportive to my hometown side. But on this occasion, I was moved to say that I actually felt that Devizes were the better team on the day. Now, I mean, to be fair, most people who listen to the to the podcast will know that I have no idea what I'm talking about at all. <laughs> so I, I feel I feel as if I need to give you the chance to reply. No, no, I got that. I, I will take my hat off to Devizes. We played them twice this season. Um, they beat us at home when the new management team took, a, took over early in the season. Um, and we went up again on 
uh, Bank Holiday Monday. And to be fair, yeah, they probably... They, they, I wouldn't say they were the better side, but what I would say is we gave them very poor goals away to, to give them the advantage each time we, we pulled our way back into the game. But their spirit um, and everything else, they had their work rate, what they had for each other on that day, I've got, I've got to say, was, was superb to them. And big credit goes to, to their management team there, especially you know where they are in the league and where they, where they were going into that game. You, you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have said that if you would have seen the game like you did. So, no, every credit goes to him for, for getting a point against us that day. Definitely. Definitely. Now, if we just look at your results over the last few weeks and months, I mean, you've beaten, obviously, we just talked about the fact you've beaten Odd Down, but you've beaten yeah. Warminster, you've beaten Radstock, you had draws with yeah. Wells and Cheddar. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you think that you've performed better this season against the better teams? Uh Yes, I do, I do, I do. But we uh, we still look at it. Sherborne at the top beat us twice. Uh, Wing Canton the same. Well, and the same. So league tables don't really lie. Warminster is probably the only one that was up in second that we we did turn them over twice. Um, so yeah, uh, Radstock obviously are below us now. Uh, Wells are below us now, but they both got a couple of games to finish or a game in hand to finish their season. So so we're going to be there at our banks and. And like I said, we lost to Radstock 1-0 at our place early in the season when we should have won that one. Um, but we went out there and beat them 1-0 a few weeks back. So even since I went Wells, uh, Wells again, we drew down there uh, recently. Uh, again, at home, they, they equalised in the 93rd minute to get a point off us. So, so yeah, it, it's, it, we're, we're where we are because, because of the results. And we have, we have played against those top teams and we have played well against them. Apart from the Sherbournes, who were in... Obviously, as, as again, you know, on 99 points and, and what's that, 13, I think they are in front of the Warminster and Wayne Canton. They thoroughly deserve to be the champions and, and without a doubt, we're the best team we play. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's win, uh, Warminster again. Um, we, we've, we've competed against most teams. Probably on the flip side of that, like you're saying, we've probably lost points. No disrespect for those teams down there because we never do that, but your devices, we, we've dropped. You know, we we drew and and lost against them. Um, yeah, Bristol Telephone's got a point off us at Bank Holiday, so yeah, there, there's we know we know where we need to improve going forward next season. So, because yeah. quite 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 one of the things that managers always say, I know it's a cliche, is that the table doesn't lie, and at the moment you are in fifth. Uh, and of course, not only does that mean that you know that's a very strong finish, but also it puts you in the heady position that you you could you could mathematically at least be involved in the playoffs. Now, um, I mean, is that the way realistically that you're seeing it? Uh, realistically, no. If I'm being totally honest, I can't see Radstock or Wells dropping points over. Uh, I think um, Radstock got a couple of games in hand on us, so they could um, they've got six points to to gain the one point. They've got to get a point to come above us. So I can't see none of those two really letting slip now. Over it, it, listen, it's mathematically possible as we know, but I'd be realistic. And um, if I'm being honest. If we do finish in the top seven or eight, then that's a fantastic start for us. You know, life in the tool station league is fantastic. Start uh, obviously with a cup final this Thursday as well, the GFA. Um, I think if anybody would have took that at Boca at the start of the season, I think we'd all have been pretty happy with that. So, so yeah. 
I mean, if we look, have a look at some of those teams uh, that are above you, you know, the likes of Warminster, Winkenton and Wilton, you know, do you have a feeling in your water based on what you've come up against so far, which of those you think will probably make it through, or could make it through, um, to the um, um, to, um, to join Sherborne in the in the Premier Division? All three sides are strong. Um, they all they all play very similar in the way they are. They've uh, they they have they've all got a big lad up top, and, and they do play off them. Um, and so it's basically which one of those three teams find their form in the last game going in. Uh, who knows? It, it depends on that last one game for them who turns up on the day. But I, I could honestly t- couldn't say which one of the three would go up. But yeah, any one of them is good enough to do it. So let's um, look back at um, you know your season when you sort of take into account the body of work over the course of this season. I mean, how how do you rate? Um, how do you rate this season for Bocco? Like I said before, if 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 we'd have, if we'd have sat down at the start of the season and said you're going to be fifth with your last game that you played last night, then I'll, I'll probably rip their arm off. But um, yeah, it's 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 been it's been very good. We still we'll still keep ourselves level-headed, and we know what we need to do to move forward um, on the pitch and off the pitch. We know we still got work to do. The fantastic club, the the fans, the support, the committee. Um, I think everybody has come to the club, official-wise, um, league um, members-wise, etc. Have all said that um, what what impressive setup it is. Um, at the hospitality, they've been looked after, and everything like that. The referees, uh, they, they they've all every single one of them said the same. Um, so so we know we're doing we're doing that side of it correct off the pitch um, there's other stuff that we need to do off the pitch which we will get right over, over a period of time but um, the football side of it has been again fantastic so you know we've had some we've had some cracking games up there we've had some some great some great days some great nights up there under the lights which we've been waiting for uh, and um, uh, hopefully it continues next season and we can we can progress but the main aim was just to settle into the league this season uh, and just just find our feet which we've more than done. So it's um, we just don't need to get carried away with it and, and start start calling, oh, we've got to go higher next season, we've got to do this, we've got to... Of course, we, we, we want to improve, but that doesn't necessarily mean, mean improving by, by winning leagues and going up. It could be in other areas around the club and, and the pitch and the, the squad that we might need to improve on first uh, to, to make us a, a bit better ready for that time. And my thanks to Spencer for his time. Now then, Tom, your boys, odd down, they were against Almondsbury. Yeah, and they were. uh, they've so. returned to winning ways at the Lou Hill. They did, absolutely. And it was, uh, yeah, uh, Luke Bryan. Uh, he's the main man this year, isn't he? A uh, couple of goals from him, helping them come from behind in this one. So uh, it was a Stuart Alexander strike after, after 33 minutes that put the Almonds uh, on top. Uh, but then, yeah, with about... About 20 odd minutes to go. Uh, Brian managed to, to grab the equaliser, and then not not long after, really, a couple couple of moments later, uh, he managed to, to score another one. I think that's made it 35 for the for the campaign just in the league alone this year. So he's going great guns, and uh, yeah, a good win for the for the Bath side. And what's been a, a yeah promising uh, campaign, I would say. Now, what about our champions, Sherborne Town? They were at home to Bishop Sutton. You could forgive them for being on the beach, but they've mm-hmm. not been on the beach. They don't even appear to have been in the pub. They've returned to winning ways. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and uh, their final game this was. So they're they're one of the sides who won't be playing this weekend. They've they've completed their their, their set of uh, fixtures. Forty done, thirty one wins, and this was the the final one of those, and that gave them ninety nine points for the season. So uh, yeah, fantastic effort for Sherborne. Maybe took the foot off the pedal a little bit in this one, just a, an own goal, <clears throat> seeing them home against Bishop Sutton. But as you say, fantastic season, and yeah, the Zebras uh, roll on. Yeah, look. Good to see where they, uh, they they get going next year. And one final game in the first division. Wells City against Cheddar. Now, this is really, really important because there is a massive race going on for fifth place in the first division. Fifth place is really important because it's the final playoff position. Bradstock are in possession. Wells City have hunted them down. Cheddar, who have been towards the top of the table for the whole season, have been there or thereabouts. But many people, me included, will have looked at where Cheddar were and thought they were out of the promotion race. Cheddar went to Wells. Wells, who have been on a fantastic run of form, Tom, you'll tell me otherwise. Mm. Cheddar really pulled this one out of the bag. I think this was, yeah, the game of the day in terms of. I think you could almost tell that there was there was a lot riding on it because, yeah, lots, lots was going on. As you say, there is still a fifth, uh, a race fifth up for grabs in the uh, in the first, and uh, yeah, Cheddar made their play on on Saturday. You would say uh, coming from behind on a couple of occasions uh, to win by three goals to two at Wells. So uh, yeah, fantastic game, and uh, yeah, it was there was there's plenty going on. Let's let's put it that way. Adam Wright, uh, formerly of Cheddar, one of their. Uh, main men over the last couple of years. He's moved to Wales and, uh, yeah, he's he's picked up where he left off uh, with the cheese men. And, uh, yeah, he scored twice in this one. Not much of a surprise, I guess. Uh, so his two goals um, put them 2-1 up. And, uh, yeah, they, they looked in, in position, as I say, to to bag the three points, which which would have been crucial for them. Um, but it was uh, not to be. Cheddar managing to, to come from behind. Uh, it was Danny Griffiths, a uh, late second-half sub, who managed to... Uh, head home in the final minutes of the game to make it two apiece. So it looked like the, the points would be shared at that point. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, um, Craig Morford, who is uh, announced uh, earlier in the week that he would be uh, leaving. He's the, the player, well, not much of a player manager, but yeah, he's um, yeah a big part of uh, Cheddar's, uh, Cheddar's, uh, Cheddar's background. And he's, yeah, the manager, as I say, and but he, uh, he will be leaving at the end of the year. Uh, so he entered the field of play as a, as a player, obviously, not, not, didn't just walk on as um, yeah, as, a, as a bystander. Uh, and uh, yeah, brought himself on. And uh, yeah, with on the final kicks of the game, he managed to score the winner. So uh, yeah, quite a uh, quite a dramatic ending to that one. And uh, yeah, fantastic result for, for Cheddar, who yeah, very much stay in play for for the playoffs. Absolutely outstanding effort there by Craig Morford. Uh, right then, we're going to take a look ahead at the, um, uh, the fixtures coming up uh, this weekend. But before we get to this weekend, we will talk about the Les Phillips Cup semi-final between Cadbury Heath and Canesham. That's on Wednesday, the 27th of April. That kicks off at half past seven. And, uh, of course, the other Les Phillips Cup semi-final is on Saturday, the 30th of April, between Bridgewater United and Houston. I'm sure that would be an absolutely huge game. Um, there is a game in the Premier Division. Uh, that's between Bris- uh, Millbrook and Brislington. But we will turn our attention to the closing games 
in the first division. But uh, Tom, where is your uh, where does your interest lie? I think they're going to have to go for go for Radstock. So I think they have a midweek game, which uh, if they win, uh, would um, yeah, it would, uh, uh, well, there will be results elsewhere that could could affect it. So it won't wouldn't might not be confirmed at that stage. But obviously, yeah, the midweek game could help uh, help um, grab fifth spot. But if not, that is where uh, all eyes will be on Saturday afternoon because we've talked about Wales and Cheddar and the uh, the chasing pack. Uh, so Radstock hosts Bristol Telephones on the final day, and there might be a lot of pressure on that game uh, to grab fifth. Obviously, second, third, and fourth are, are, are well clear, which we'll touch on in a sec. Looking at the tables, uh, but yeah, so Radstock uh, looking looking good for fifth spot. But uh, yeah, there might be a little bit of added pressure come Saturday afternoon. I think you're absolutely right, Tom. Um, Hengrove, of course, entertain Wells City and Odd Down take on Cheddar on that day but if Radstock keep winning then they will have uh, that prime position for the playoffs the game that I am drawn to is Welton Rovers against Almondsbury Welton of course are fighting at the moment to get into the home positions for those playoff matches and I think that would make a huge difference to the Green Army not just because they receive such a huge amount of um, support from Midsummer Norton, but also because um, that pitch, it has its nuances, and um, for them to be at home could be a huge advantage, uh, and I'm sure that they will be targeting that if they get the chance. And um, with at the moment, Wincanton and Warminster are above. <coughs> and Warminster above them. But you're going to talk about that more in a couple of minutes, Tom. We are going to move on to the league tables. And um, do you want to take us through the um, the triumphant top of the Premier Division, Tom? Mm, absolutely. So, yeah, everybody now having played their 36. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, how, it, how it finished. It was Tavistock, obviously, top of the table. 24 wins, uh, 79 points with a, with a brilliant goal difference of 63. So they finish on... Uh, in, in first place, uh, Exmouth, as we know, in second, 36 uh, played, 23 wins, 77 points. And uh, yeah, well, obviously awesome season from them as well. Uh, Mausel uh, in third, 73 points from their 36. Uh, and then I think three more teams uh, worthy of mention have reached the 60-point barrier. It was uh, Saltash and Bridgewater uh, finished with identical records uh, with 65 points from their 36 games. Uh, and then Shepton, who, as I say, obviously held firm on Saturday afternoon and brought up 60 themselves. So, yeah, brilliant um, brilliant finish for those top six, I would say. And if we look at the bottom of the uh, the Premier Division table, we know Bridport have been relegated. Um, they finished in 19th. They've got four points. The real question is what will happen to Ashton and Backwell United? They have finished in 18th place. They have um, got 28 points. We are anticipating that it will be two teams uh, from the Step 5 leagues that will be relegated. But if there are reprieves, then, of course, Ashton and Batwell will be, will be uh, in line for that. Um, now, moving on to the top of the first division, Tom. Uh, and um, do you want to take us through the, uh, the runners and riders at the moment? Absolutely. So, yeah, obviously not quite finished in the first. Uh, but obviously we do know Sherbourne will finish top. Uh, 40 games, so they have finished. 31 wins, six draws, three defeats, uh, a goal difference of 86, uh, 99 points. Uh, yeah, amazing stuff from the Zebras. 
Uh, second place still up for grabs. Uh, so we've got the three teams uh, separated by just one point. Uh, all the taking taking part in the playoffs. Uh, we've got Warminster currently in second, uh, following their win on the weekend, uh, up to 86 points from their 39. And then Wincanton and Welton both on 85. So uh, yeah, those three sides uh, battling for for second. And uh, yeah, um, they will be. Uh, their season will be extended when when the playoffs begin, and then obviously we have this this chase uh, for fifth, uh, which Radstock currently hold that position. 38 games played, so they've got two matches to play over the final week. They're on 60 points. Uh, you've then got Wells and Cheddar, who obviously played out that fantastic game on the weekend in sixth and seventh. Uh, they both uh, now have 59 points with identical records uh, from their 39 games, so one to play for each of them. Uh, you've then got Odd Down, who uh, also have two games to play, so they could finish with 63 points because they're currently on 57. So if they won if their games over the final week, they could could move up. Uh, and also Bocco, as I say, they're probably um, mathematically still in it. They've got 57 points. They've only got one game to play, so they could finish on 60 uh, with a goal difference of three. So probably a little bit against them, but uh, yeah, that's the that's the top top nine. I mean, we've I've mentioned nine teams there, which seems. Bit OTT, but that's uh, that's how we how we look going into the final day. Excellent stuff. And if we look at the bottom of the first division, of course, we know that three teams are liable to relegation, and those at the moment would be Bristol Telephones, who played in nineteenth, who played thirty nine and have got thirty five points. Bishops Lydiard in twentieth, who played thirty nine and got twenty four points, and of course um, Devizes who have played 21 game uh, who have played 39 games and have got 21 points and that's the way it looks at the bottom tom thank you so much for your time as always full of facts and figures full of stats as is your bulletin where can we find it <laughs> that is on the uh, toolstation league uh, the website uh, the official website it's about halfway down the the homepage i'd say uh, where you can uh, download that and it will yeah only a couple more left this year but that's uh, that's available every every week uh, looking back and looking forward at, at what's to come so uh, yeah that's uh, that's the bulletin on the website excellent thank you so much tom hopefully we'll have an awful lot more information to give you next week on the tool station western league podcast <laughs>